0: I'm going to tell you, a Amaysa Nifre. I heard this from a very reliable source. I was sitting at a chasana, and he comes over to me, and i you, you know, Amaysa Kufitz, Manchester, she was Aden, at a chasana, he sits there. I said, oh, I'm going to tell you, Amaysa See, He has a son who's a ma'gid shir, and he's shiva in Eretz Yisrael. And at night, he says a shir, there's a group of American, Balabatim, who... Uh, you know, we're very matzliach in their business, they settle there to Yisrael, they're semi-retired, and they're doing their business from there. A wealthy group and intelligent, and they learn very geschmack and they learn every night together. This single man gives them a shir, and they finish the mesechteh, and they decided they're going to make a sin. Now these were who appreciated the finer things in life, so they brought to this mesechteh some very expensive whiskey and some good wines, before you know it, things got a little bit more friendly than they were planning, and it became a very laborious event. And one of these chavurah gets up, and he says, "I want to tell you my life story." And he tells the following: My son says, "My parents were survivors of the war. They came out of the war. They had nothing, and they had totally given up on Yiddishkeit. They came from Poland. They didn't want to know of anything ever again." I was born after the war. The only thing they did was give me a mila, But other than that, there was no Yiddish kind I didn't even have a bar mitzvah. The only thing Yiddish in the house was that they spoke Yiddish because they knew Yiddish. So I grew up knowing Yiddish. They read the Yiddish newspapers. As I got older, I started to fall in with the wrong hevre. I made some bad friends. And we were engaged in all sorts of illegal activities. And I was making a lot of money. I had two shutvin and Goyim. And uh, I was a rich boy. And one day, we had to have a meeting in a certain restaurant with some chevrer. We're going to make a deal. And it was a big deal. I walked into this restaurant, a free man, and I walked out in handcuffs. The whole thing was a sting operation. They were FBI agents. They were following us. And they taped the entire conversation. As a matter, in my early 20s, I'm facing a long, long jail term, I don't know what to do. So we were three chevret, two goyim, one of them skipped bail, never heard from him again. The other one decided to turn state's evidence and he agreed to talk and reveal what I did. So he got a lighter sentence. I was left holding the bag, and I was facing a sentence of 25 years in prison. I didn't know what to do. I was walking down the street, I went to the most expensive lawyers in Manhattan, I was a rich boy, I was able to afford the best. And I told this big lawyer exactly what my story is. He says, look, it doesn't look good, they have you. It's, it's, they have you on tape, they have everything, but I'm gonna try, I have to put down a big retainer, tens of thousands of dollars. I was broken, a a clee. I start walking down the streets of Manhattan, I'm crying the whole way till I get to the east side. And I was hungry, so I walked into a diner, and I ordered a coffee. And I'm sitting at the table, and I'm crying into my coffee. Suddenly a fellow walks in, a little birdle, and he sits down next to me. And he says, what's your problem? I said, I looked at him, leave me alone. What do you, what do you know about problems? You're going to help me with my problem. What do you know about problems? He rolls up his sleeve and shows me a number. He says, I know all about problems. You tell me what your problem." Is. So I started to talk to him, and I told him my whole story. He was a very bright man. He understood very quickly what was going on. He knew I was in big trouble. He says to me, listen, you don't need a lawyer. What you need is a rebbe. You come with me. He took me to an apartment building up six flights of steps, and there was the Alta scolier rebbe. He had a tzura like a malach And he brought me in I knew Yiddish, I was able to talk to him I start crying, I tell him the whole story What happened And the Rebbe looks at me and he gives a smile He says, don't worry, everything's going to be okay But At at the court When there's going to be the whole thing You should know your lawyer is going to come late But don't get nervous, everything's going to be alright So I came, there was a court date set the, uh, the court session was for nine o'clock. We're all there. The FBI agents are there. and uh, my lawyer doesn't show up. And the judge is getting nervous. He's getting angry. Where is he? Where is He finally he calls in. He's stuck out of town. He missed his flight. He can't make it. He's sending a substitute in Substitute to send a substitute. I'm here fighting for him. I'm 20 years old. I'm facing 25 years in jail we waiting and waiting, 10 o'clock walks in, a kid, he's maybe 21, 22 years old, he's wet behind the ears, hi, I'm here to represent you, your lawyer sent me instead. I nearly fainted, this kid's going to represent me, what? So the prosecution presented all their facts and how they caught me and I made a deal with them, and this guy gets up and he starts talking. The first five minutes are able to follow what he's saying. After that, he's getting all dramatic and all theatrical. And he's giving a speech. He's going on and on. And the people are smirking. They're laughing. And the judge is getting hot under the collar, He's tapping with his fingers. You can see he's getting very, very upset. He's angry. The guy goes on for a full hour. After he finishes, he sits down. And the judge looks at the FBI, head of the prosecutor, says, what's the matter with you guys? This is how you present the case. You guys pull up your bootstraps. You have no evidence. Case dismissed. I walk out of there. I didn't know what world I'm in. And I see this. this I call over this young lawyer. I said, that's, that's unbelievable. What, what were you talking about there? He says, my first case. He says, what? This is your first case? He said, yeah. He says, you saw the judge? it's my grandpa. <laughs> So, I knew i better go back to the Rebbe. So I went back up, the six flights of stairs, and I said, listen, Rebbe, how did you know that the is going to come late? And How did you know this is going to be his grandson? Well, what's going on? The ich weiß, ich dir How I know, I don't have to tell you. But one thing I know, when someone does you a favor, you owe him a favor back. You owe me big. <laughs> okay, okay, okay says, I'm not asking you to keep Shabbos. I'm not asking you to become religious. I want you to go buy a pair of trillin and promise me you're going to put on the tefillin every single day. Look, it's either that or 25 years inside. I'll take the tefillin, okay? So I was in the east side. I went down to a few swarm stores. I walk in the way I looked, you know. So I said, I want to buy a pair of tefillin. No one wanted to sell me a pair of tefillin. I thought, what do you need a pair of tefillin for? What's good? They wouldn't sell it to me. Finally, one guy says, I'll tell you what. He says, I'll sell you a pair You go down to Crown Heights. the Rabbi Jacobson. He'll teach you how to put on tillin. If he gives you a letter that I can sell you a pair of I'll sell you a pair of So I had to go down there, and he taught me the halachas of tefillin. And I brought back a letter, and he sold a pair and I started putting on the every day. And here I am, and there are the Ch'id, and Magabal of the kinder of sitting in Kaila learning Torah. My sister, Now, what's the. I asked a few people. I asked Ramoish, I said, what's the lesson of the story? He grabs my hand. This is a, of Alchemist. <laughs> I said, well, what's the lesson of the story? You no. Know, so one person said to me, the lesson is you see he's kidding, sitting and crying, you go over and you say, what's your problem? Very important lesson. Another one says, he's in a spoil how times have changed. Nobody would sell him a pair of twillin. <laughs> the different world ones. But perhaps we have to take another lesson. The judge looked so angry and so stern, and it looked so terrible in the situation where there's no way out. The judge is my grandpa. The judge is Nishna my grandpa, as my tatter. Sometimes we look at the Tatar and it seems dark. It seems like he's not interested, he's not listening to me but he's unhappy with me. No, no. The judge, the tatter, the melech wants only, only our toive. He's so concerned about each and every one of us. He's so waiting for the opportunity to give us shefa, broche, and share simchas with all of us. That's what he wants. It's a process. Sometimes it seems difficult, sometimes it seems dark. But all along the person was so frightened what's going on in all the day it was being prepared. The judge is preparing what he needs to have. A great on the Yeshua. Sure. If we can go away, Be'ezus Hashem, from this Haley Shabbos with the confidence that the Melech Malchi Amlochem is mantata. Who loves me, who cares for me, who worries for me, who wants to see Simcha and Yeshua and Nachas in my life, and not have a single doubt about that, then will I have accomplished the Helega Avoide of this Shabbos Karemish. The Ebis that should give us the Siyatha the Shmaya. We should be Zeuche to this Avoide. should be Zeuche to feel the Emes and to know the Emes. To know it deep in our hearts, and the Eibes will give us the Siyata D'Shmai, and we'll be Zoyche Taker to all of the Yeshuas and all of the Blachas and all of the Tikkunim of a Shabbos Kodesh. May Aino Ylam Habo, who be Zoyche to to say Nus Hatsmiach and Asliyogim and Zayn Simchus Yeshuas and Naches, baAl Yidushikindelach, bez Med Zoyche Zayn to the Groishe Yeshua of Biyas Mashiach Tzekeinu Bemerebi Omeinu Amen.